Hello and welcome to the At First Glance podcast, a podcast where we take a glance at movies, television, video games, anime, etc., let you know if it's worth a second. Today we are talking about the trial of the Chicago 7, and I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley, joined by Brian Powers. Happy to have you back, sir. Glad to be back. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Twice in one year I get you. I know. I know. Excellent, excellent. So before we hop on to this movie, uh, what are your uh, what's your history with the uh, Aaron Sorkin movies? I'm a I'm a fan of Aaron Sorkin for sure. Um, of course, you have uh, uh, the Social Network. Of course, um, I even liked uh, it was his first director his directorial debut, Molly's Game. Molly's Game was great. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good movie. Not a lot of people talk about that movie. It was great, but I liked it. I really liked that movie. So um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a fan of Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin and his writing, of course. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean how can you not? His, be? his, um, his. Everyone is the smartest person in the room. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've been a fan of his. I uh, put this thing. The first show I watched of his was, I want to say it was the newsroom, but and then I went back and I watched a show called Sports Night. If you ever watched that show, I've heard of it. Great I show. don't think I watched it. Yeah, it's one of his like underappreciated shows. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite shows by uh, by him. Uh, also, the episodes are like 20 minutes long, so it's more digestible in terms of uh, storytelling. You're not watching 24, you know, 40-minute tw- episodes of West Wing, you know what I mean? Right. Things like that. Uh, been, I've been a big fan of his for forever, so, you know, American President, uh, Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, that's right. He did that one. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a great also one. Also really good with Tom Hanks and, uh, and Julia Roberts, uh, The American President. Mm-hmm. I also uh, I really love, I mean, I mean... You know, anytime you have Michael Douglas speaking Aaron Sorkin dialogue, it's, you know, all day. You, you can't go it's, wrong. It's dessert to my ears. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, A Few Good Men. So, you know. Yeah. So, he's, he's, he's been there. He's been, he, the guy's been in the business for a long time, uh, showing screenwriters how it's done. And he's also, like, he's one of those few, like, superstar screenwriters. In terms of, like, people that, like, go to see for his script. As opposed to, like, a director. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. The, I don't even know if I can think of another screenwriter. Uh, I would say, like, Tarantino, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Tarantino. Tarantino. For a minute, Diablo Cody. Like, 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 she, like, had a run, she, she had a she run. Was, she had a run. Yeah, yeah, she had a high run where, they, where she was the thing. But, yeah, like, it's rare for, like, a screenwriter to, like, for people to go see movies based on the screenwriter alone. Right, and so. to know their name in general. Yeah. like. Like, uh, unless you're, like, super into to movies and all that, you don't often know the name of screenwriters, like, and bring them up in, like, normal conversation, kind of. Yeah, and it's also that, like, rare that, like, screenwriters have a distinctive voice that gets translated no matter what director is doing it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, cause, like, I feel like if I watch any Sorkin film, or, you know, or show, I mean, his shows are definitely his shows, but, like, any Sorkin film, no matter what the director, he, they always have them talk like Sorkin characters. <laughs> and, you know, like, and, and you can watch, uh, what's that movie, True Romance, which I think um, Tarantino wrote? Yes. But it was directed by Tony Scott, I believe. That's correct. And it doesn't feel like a Tarantino film in terms of the way people act. Like, it's great dialogue, but he, but, but the ways that Scott you know, directs his actors in the way Tarantino does are clearly different. And, and you can, like, and you can kind of tell that it's his dialogue, but it's not the way that Tarantino would always have them deliver it. 
So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's uh, he's de- he's definitely one of a kind. Um, so let's just hop into this. Uh, how did you find this movie? Like, who was talking about it? Do you know? Um, I think it's one of the movies that I uh, when Netflix released like the movies they were uh, coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Back in the before times, mm-hmm. um, I I saw the cast, I saw Sorkin, and you know, a biopic about a historical event is usually like right up my valley. Mm-hmm. So with the cast they had, plus Sorkin, and it's a biopic, I mean, I was just in the bag for it. So I, I was actually looking forward to this movie. Alrighty. Well, for those who haven't, who don't know what this movie is about, uh, basically you got these uh, these guys that were going to Chicago to protest. Um, some shit went down. Yeah, it did. Some rioting happened, and um, seven people or eight for some weird reason <laughs> are on trial for uh, apparently inciting violence and and also uh, and stuff. And so basically, this is about the trial that happened. And uh, all the back and forth, and did they start it? Did the police start it? Uh, if you read a history book, you already know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you haven't, uh, watch this movie. But uh, let's start off with uh, just just the good, which is probably going to be a, a lot of it. So just just give me some stuff you liked about this movie, Brian. Uh, well, let's uh, let's start with Franklin Jello. Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, he was so good as uh, Judge Hoffman, worst judge ever. Worst judge ever, and I felt both times watching this movie, because I did see it twice, um, I felt it like a visceral reaction <laughs> to him, and I was like, it made me want to hate him so much, but I, but then I realized, I was like, oh, wow, he's really evoking, like, it a very strong reaction from me. That's fantastic that's, acting. That is acting for <laughs> because I'm getting really angry at him and getting like sucked up in the uh, into his storytelling and, and the movie in general, where I just have all kinds of feelings about this person who is now dead, like yeah. you know, who did exist but has now long since passed. But, uh, yeah, he really just brought him to life, and whew, it's uh, it, it's just not easy to be that unlikable. Yeah, I, I didn't even not like him. I was just more incredibly baffled by his incompetence. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, true. I'm like, all this shit, like, really? Like, it's just so obvious, like, like you know, when... The uh, the black guy's brother is like I don't even know why I'm here I wasn't even there right. and they're like well just guy have the other guy be lawyer like I'm not his fucking lawyer and that just goes back and forth and he's like he shouldn't even be there like the fact that he's there like was gonna cause a mistrial because he has nothing to do with that yeah and so it was a complete waste of time to have him there and the fact that this guy wasn't just like yeah just mistrial him and just try the other seven like why are we why I mean why are we wasting so much time mm-hmm. on this and so like, I can definitely understand. Uh, What's that? What was the guy's name? That, uh, the, the black guy that didn't. That was a. Uh... Oh, uh, the the character's name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby Seal. Bobby Seal. Yeah, it was just like I, I don't know what to do here. I mean, he obviously he let his emotions get the better of him a lot because he ended up being you know in contempt forever, and then they did some 
pretty shit, some pretty horrible shit to him later. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because like my girlfriend thought I was, um, she thought I was like on the judge's side and I wasn't, I was just kind of like, what does it mean to be held in contempt and what are the consequences? Because people get held in contempt a lot in this movie. Right. And like, it, it never really amounts to anything that I can see in the movie. So right. I'm like, does that matter? Like, is it like a, just a meaningless timeout that like no one ever has to serve? Because like, what well, I think the lawyer showed at the end, uh, played by Mark Rylance, uh, beautifully, had like 24, was held in contempt like 24 times. I'm like, did that matter? Did he go to jail or is that just, you get a slap on the wrist 24 times? Um, I think he was actually sentenced to like four years or something, but oh. I don't know if he actually ever like went to jail. Oh, the lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> for, for one of the, I think he, uh, referred to, uh, the judge's courtroom as like a medieval torture device or something yeah. <laughs> like that and uh, in in like real life and got like four years like I said I don't know if that got overturned with other things but um yeah but if you read into it but they don't really go into it in the movie itself mm. yeah it's um mm. some. But uh, yeah, I, I really this this movie I kind of um, compare it to like the Social Network mm-hmm. in a way that they kind of back hop back and forth from like a legal uh, kind of back and forth thing to like what happened and then we go back and forth and we, you know like you know, people up there giving testimonies and stuff and then we hop back to like the moment they're talking about uh, and it's edited in such a way that you know you're constantly engaged because it's, it's, it's really hard to be engaged when you're like just sitting in a courtroom yeah you know the entire like like even when you have Aaron Sorkin dialogue and I feel like this was probably one of his most restrained uh mm-hmm. in writing because like um I'm so used to like I'm so used to like him like trying to put so much sauce on his on his writing. You know what I mean? Like everyone has to have, like have great zingers, and he and there are just great zingers for sure in here. Oh, yeah. But they're definitely like far and few between as opposed to as as opposed to most of his movies. Where like or even just an episode of The West Wing where you'll have like twenty zingers over the course of like three minutes. You know what I mean? Just because because three minutes to him is like twenty pages of writing. So true. But yeah, uh, I. I I really enjoyed that. The editing I thought was really good, especially in certain parts where they would uh, when they would cut at a certain rhythm for certain things. Like I thought, thought that was I thought that was really well done. There's a particular scene I think you may know what I'm talking about where they kind of cut in a certain rhythm for a minute, and I forgot I forgot I forgot the scene because I, I saw this movie like two three days ago. But okay, but yeah, there's a particular scene where they're just like cutting as people are doing something, and they keep cutting back to it, but it's at a certain rhythm that they yeah, did. Yeah, I know really, what you're talking about. And it was really it was really impressive just for me just watching it, you know, as a film nerd. Yeah, and and going into that, like you were talking about the editing and everything. Some uh, the sometimes the problem with like doing the inner cutting mm-hmm. um, with the the scenes in a courtroom or or some other um, area um, is that it can give you pacing issues mm-hmm. at times. But with this, with the the combination of the um, exposition and editing and intercutting with the courtroom they did it perfectly where it worked so well together mm-hmm. that there it, it moved real real uh succinctly and quickly that you didn't feel any kind of pacing issues oh yeah it, it, it definitely did not feel like it overstayed its welcome right at all which is definitely something that 
plots like this can easily fall into because it's, again it's people in a courtroom and they even I, I, I like and there are points where they're skipping days by like weeks and months at a time oh, absolutely like, like per thing so <laughs> there's there's ever a feeling where it could feel like overwrought at time but you're like oh my gosh it's like this is day whatever and they're still like talking about this like all right uh what else you got for me uh well i mean this movie is uh very relevant to today even though we're talking about something that happened what 50 60 years ago 50 years ago yeah i feel like we had this exact same conversation when when we were talking about defy bloods yeah (laughs) we're just like like when it ends and i'm like did he film this last week (laughs) right absolutely i mean just like the the parallels um to what's going on like you know, clashes between protesters and cops and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the Department of Justice going uh, in, uh, going after politically or political enemies of a president, um, mm-hmm. the demonization of protests in general. So, like, all these things are exactly, you know, pull it right out of the last, just this past year. Um, not to mention the last, you know, several years, it really talks to how history a lot of times is just a cycle that keeps mm-hmm. repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it really just drew me in because, you know, I, I'm a fan of history, so you can learn from, learn about your present mm-hmm. through the past yeah and that's exactly what this movie is and hopefully not repeat it but you know <sighs> but you know what we are humans you know, what's, pes- you know what's pesky humans we just can't seem to <laughs> learn our lessons sometimes yeah and as a fan of history uh yeah we repeat our <laughs> our mistakes over and over and over again uh we never learn <laughs> well, some of us do. The problem is the people that are in power don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yes, the people in power never learn because they keep doing the same old shit. Well, yeah, because it keeps them in power. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. It's just you know, if, if it ain't broke and it keeps me in office, don't fix it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, I just love how it it played in. I mean, this is a very political film. It definitely skews one way. I would say well, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, let's be real. It's Hollywood. And, it is and, Hollywood. And Hollywood, so Hollywood, Hollywood. Generally, Hollywood Holl- pretty much leans one way. That's most true. of like ninety some percent of the time. Ninety percent of the time. That's true. That's true. So I'm not sitting there being like, oh, I wonder, oh, I wonder what side, I wonder what side Aaron Sorkin's on. That's <laughs> true. If you ever have seen anything Aaron Sorkin has made, you can kind of yeah. guess from that. Yeah, uh, that he's not just going to take a a left turn all of a sudden, no. or, or a right turn. I was <laughs> about to say left is all. <laughs> I mean, a right turn. Well, a well worded left turn for sure. <laughs> Never right, <laughs> never right. Absolutely. Although the funny thing is, the real the first, the main character in um, Newsroom, uh, the uh, the what's his name? Ah, uh, the character played by Jeff Daniels. His character was actually a Republican in that show. Oh, really? So yeah. So the, the, that was a nice like just turn the page of him writing characters that aren't just all mm. on one side of the aisle that aren't like one thing that is you know he definitely uh, he, he definitely can do that. He, he and, uh, Hollywood definitely just skews that way, mm-hmm. and I can understand 
writing. I guess I just want to see fair things on both sides, and not just like because you all are from one side. Like let's just demonize one side and make the other side like get the full fleshed out stories. We we like like when you humanize this, you like you know when you humanize. Like you know, like someone like Bill Clinton, but then Bush, you're gonna like just gonna like just going to tear on. I'm like, no, t- tell both full stories because it's it's it just feels I I believe more in integrity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just in, and whether or not you like them, that's your own thing. But please be fair with the stories that you're telling, and please just don't do that because I find it kind of fucking insulting at times when I know the facts. Right. I know the facts. Like, but there's one particular fact in here. I'll get into it later. That something that doesn't actually happen. And I, I was, yeah. I think we might both have <laughs> yeah. that on our on our list. On our, on our yeah. list, we'll we'll see. We'll get there. But I have a feeling that we yeah. both have that. There's on one our... thing that I was like, "Why did you put that in here? That makes no <laughs> sense." Yeah, and especially like I mean, I'm 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 not the one to like I'm not the kind of guy to watch it like um like a like a movie based on a true story, and then like be like, "Well, it didn't adhere to this detail and this detail." Like. I see it as a movie and tell me the story. I, I'm not watching a documentary, so I don't expect you to like, and I don't expect everything to be and like. And even those have a narrative. And that, even those have a narrative, yeah. That someone is, is trying to make. Yeah, but at least ex- but I at least expect the facts that are told right. to be like what happened. And you can embellish, but when you embellish on certain things, they're like, mm, you don't. Need to there, there's no lie about that. It. Let's see. Yeah. We, we either either it happened or it didn't. And if it didn't happen, don't put it in there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I I agree with that. But we'll get to that uh, later on. We will. But I want to talk about some some just some great acting overall. Um, the, that's most of what I got left <laughs> is 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 the acting because yeah. man, was this just a great ensemble? Yeah, Mark Mark Ryland. We Oof. got. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, first time I've ever really gave a shit about Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about this movie, like, he, he wasn't a highlight for me, but he wasn't a... Well, I'm so used to him just being, like, a certain kind of... He, he plays certain kinds of characters, and they're certain, very, very precious, and he uses his eyes, and he's, like he's always about to cry, and every time True. I see him, True. and I'm just like, dude. <laughs> Again, he's not a bad actor, I'm just, for some reason, he just, like, it's like him and, like... Is it Timothy Chalamet as well? For right. Some, for some reason, those two guys, I just don't know. Don't do it. They just don't rub me the wrong way. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, also uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is great. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that. Like he uh, he did play kind of a comic comedic kind of guy, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he showed some real acting chops. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, don't even act. Yeah, and, and also when he was. Um, uh, testifying mm-hmm. that whole scene there was just some real i think like some powerhouse acting from him yeah. that i just i hadn't seen before you, you, you most people know him as borat and mm-hmm. like the silly films that are just kind of outrageous but i guess i just forgot mm-hmm. that he really can bring it and, yeah, and, yeah, I've I've never seen him be this good, but I always felt like he's had it in him. Yeah, like like to me, he always felt like a Robin Williams minus the minus the dramas. So I mm-hmm. end up being being that silly being that silly character. But I'm like, 
I feel like if you did something serious, you could probably nail it. Like, you know, the same way that Jim Carrey did, like, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless mm-hmm. Mind or Majestic. Or just know that, like, these guys that are, you know, super, super zany have, like, you know, can nail some really good, you know, dramatic stuff. So I just saw it. So when I saw it, I was just like, well, about time, sir. I've been waiting for you for about a good decade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He he was fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, nice uh, appearance. I, I didn't look at the cast at all, mm-hmm. so I just went into this knowing it was Aaron Sorkin, okay. and then I was like, "Oh, just Gordon Levitt, I love you." All right, and, and, and he's and he he's had like three three or four movies come out this year too. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't given a ton to do in this movie. No, but this is definitely but, but this is definitely an ensemble. Yeah, and he's definitely just meant to play a certain character, and he's fine. You know what I mean? Like, he's like he's never not good. It's true. Like, uh, you know, like he's given one scene in a park to shine, which I really enjoy. You yeah. know what I mean? Where he runs into those guys, and that guy just gets really petty about that one female cop. <laughs> How long do you know her? Like ninety, it was, it was like ninety, like ninety-two hours, and yeah. He's <laughs> like, that's a lifetime. He's like, yeah, for a fruit fly. <laughs> I love that for a fruit fly. <laughs> it's like. Uh yeah, that that was a good a, a a very good scene. Oh yeah, and a nice uh nice I wouldn't even call it a cameo, but just a small bit with uh Michael Keaton. Of course. I mean, I, I saw him, I was like, "Michael Keaton, how you doing?" Right? <laughs> you're always you're like you always he's one of three actors that when he shows up, I'm like, "You make me happy no matter yeah. what you're in." It's Keaton. It's like it's like, "Oh, I'm hating this movie." Oh, Michael Keaton, you're here. It's like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So true. <laughs> this is fun, but you're good. Yeah, we yeah. always, I always love you. You're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, any other performances that stood out to you? Um. Oh, I can't think of his name. Um, but he's a character actor. He was in the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Dellinger. Mm, okay, I, I know who. I, I know who you're talking. The. The, the white guy, the 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 pacifist, the white pacifist, guy? Pas- uh, uh, the boys. I know who you're talking about. I, I can't think of it. I can't think of his name. But I I can't, he was in the founder. Oh, as well. John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, John yeah. Carroll Lynch. He's one of those character actors that I've seen in a, just a bunch of stuff. He's been around for, like I said, the first time I saw him was Drew Carey show, mm-hmm. and um, I, he he's really come on in movies lately, uh, especially with the founder. And I've seen him yeah, some other was stuff. Great, yeah, and he's uh, I think he's always good. He's just one of those character actors that I always remember, and uh, I, I enjoy what he does. Right, he's great. Uh, I will say, there's a moment where he finally like has an outburst. Yeah, and I found it. I found it good. But then, like, there's a reaction with, like, his kid that felt like, for real, that's the moment that, the, that like, the kid shows up, I guess, to, like, see his dad. Right. And, like, and, and then my girlfriend was like, oh, well, maybe the kid was there the whole time. Like, yeah, but they haven't showed him or, her, like, or, his, or his wife there at all. Only yeah, to have that show, was, like, like, a, a like, like, just to be, like, the people move out of the way and the kid's just like, dad? Papa? <laughs> <laughs> no, Papa, no. <laughs> no, my son. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of myself. It just felt like a little cliche. To like to have to, uh, I'm a fraud. <laughs> I'm not a pacifist. And he just starts beating the shit out of a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, even, like, like, even pacifists want to bitch that people. It's right? Just, yeah. It's just all a matter of restraint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird beat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, in terms of acting, like, all around, it was, you know. It, it was, was really well done. It was, it was also, you just got to be a good, also, you gotta, I mean, you got to be a good actor to be able to hold your own. 
re, like performing an Aaron Sorkin script. It's true. Because so, he likes his stuff to be performed a certain way. And if, you, and if you can't do it, get the hell out. It's true. So, but yeah, in terms of acting, uh, just, you know, all excellent. I think, and I think in terms of everything else, like, I mean, that's pretty much the movie is pretty much just, it, it's pretty much just an act. It's just, just a tour de force of acting, really. It really and, is. And, you know, and editing to make this, you know, and, and to make it work. Yeah. I feel like there were some, um, some points that felt, uh, a bit smolty for me, I guess. Okay. But like, just like, you know, like, for, I, like the end when they, when Eddie Redmayne gets up and he's like, he got up and he's just like so, and because you know that moment where he like accidentally got up and everybody and the, yeah. the judge misread it as like, oh, you respect the court when you didn't, and he's just like, if you can get up and say something, you know, remorseful and brief, you know, you know about how you're, I, you know, it'll, you know, it'll bode well on your sentencing, mm-hmm. and he just says, so if I tell him say something brief and remorseful, and brief and remorseful. And brief, I'm like, just say the thing you're gonna say because I know it's gonna be yeah. not the things you're building it up to. Right. Be. And so, and then when he gets up and like says the names, I'm like, yeah, of course. But it was, but it, it, he just kept repeating it, like, right? And he kept giving it that build up that I know, yeah. like I know what he's gonna do. And yeah. so, and then when he gets up there and does it, I'm like, okay, yeah. And then the music, I feel like the music was a bit too smolty at the end. Yeah. And everybody's so this clapping. was actually the part I was talking about. Oh, really? So yeah. So this didn't happen at all? This did not happen. Oh, interesting. Okay. This is not happening because I looked it up and it really, this was almost my my biggest complaint of the movie was I feel like it, it, it definitely... Uh, was corny, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the music, the music. And all of that, it. Uh, it's like, where's the American flag in the background? That thing, like seriously, I should have been. I should have been flapping. Everybody yeah. had their hand over there. <laughs> it was just like bordering on like cartoonish, <laughs> especially with him like banging on the gavel and all yeah. this stuff. Order, and order. And just reading the names. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, there's no way this happened. Yeah. And then I looked it up, and no, they <laughs> no. didn't. They they got up, and uh, we're talking about how uh, how racist the criminal justice system was. That's what they did. Uh, in talking uh, with Exhibit A being what happened to Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what. Which I think if they just played it straight on that, I think that almost that would have worked better because. You're talking about a part of the movie that was is what everyone's going to talk about in terms of you know, Bobby Seale and what mm-hmm. happened there. It's like a powerful moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. And you bring it back to that, which also brings it back to today as well. Mm-hmm. I think that would have worked a whole lot better than this fabricated, schmaltzy... <laughs> Manipulative, but not like yeah. good manipulative. Because all <laughs> good, movies are manipulative. Yeah, yeah, but, it was, but if you realize yeah. it's being manipulative, oh, yeah. then it's doing it, it badly. And it's like order, order. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm sitting there just humming, and I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> 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 don't know why I'm free. And I'm like, goodness, <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking like, Aaron, you're better than this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like he didn't know how to end the movie. It's like, oh, okay, let's do this. Yeah. I don't have any better ideas. But yeah, it just, it, yeah, it, it did not do it for me. Uh, it kind of felt like the movie ended with a thud. <laughs> Even though, like, the rest of the movie, I'm it was like, fine. Oh, I'm, I'm it here. Was fine. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And it's like, oh, 
Is this the this how you get in it? Oh, we've we, we've talked. <laughs> I thought it was maybe just like the first time I watched it, I felt like that, but I felt the exact same thing the second like, time. Nope. I'm like, nope, like, nope, this still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awful way to, to end the movie. Like, it's, you're doing so good, just couldn't you couldn't land it? <laughs> yeah, which is. Weird, because he's done it before many times, and he's landed the plane perfectly yeah. every time. So you're just like, I don't understand. Yeah, and, it's just so weird. And yeah, the 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 music notes really get to me. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> really, this is what you're doing. Yeah, it was a bit. It was over the top. It, it was super. <laughs> that, that's the a, that's an understatement. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. That actually wasn't what I was going to talk about. Actually. Mine's a smaller point, I guess. Okay. So, you know, when the uh, when they rush the hill? Yes. And, like, those frat boys show up for no fucking reason just to, like, uh, yeah. rape that one chick. And then, like, they try to rape her like, yeah. in the middle of the rat. That didn't happen. Okay, like, I I assumed so, but it was just like, but like when I think of like a true story, right? Like, yeah, just like just throwing a random rape in there just to have a, a character in there go to try to stop it. It just it, it feels gross to me to like throw rape in when it doesn't happen. Just true randomly. And I like, mean, and it doesn't, and like it doesn't affect anything. It was like it was right. just it was just there. Yeah. And and I was like, if this happened, that's disgusting, and and it needed to be shown because it happened, right? right. And, and you, know, I, I don't want to cover any of that shit up. But if it didn't happen, and you're just like throwing rape in there for some kind of artistic lip, I don't know what I like. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to say other than I guess you know frat boys are assholes and they try to rape you even in, even within tear gas, like you know, and yeah. people getting their ass beat. But I, I was like, why? It's such a such a baffling choice. Yeah, and I guess I mean, and one thing Sorkin does get kind of hit on is him being kind of tone deaf when it comes to like female characters, just in general. Even though this wasn't like a main character mm -hmm. uh, in the movie, but still, it feels like it's down that alley of like just not really reading the room. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird, because, like, they handled, like, the topic of rape in, like, a newsroom, but, like, way better. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm like, I, you know, like, it was like, like, I, like, when he's given time to, like, you know, actually breathe and, like, talk about it, like, in an episode where they can just kind of focus, on, like, on that topic, you know, some, some good shit can, you know, can be discussed. But when it's just, like, an, an afterthought in a scene, and you realize that it's not even, like, it didn't even happen, you're just, like, so you have to, like... Be like, mm, this isn't spicy enough. What else can we throw into this like riot to like spice it up? Let's have a girl almost get raped by these frat boys that show up to berate them. Just, just the chick, by the way. It was weird because like the frat boys, the guy. Like, like the brother, those frat boys don't care about like they don't care about anybody else in that crowd. They just literally follow that entire crowd down and just to yell at her because she's wearing because she's carrying the flag. Right. And, say, <laughs> and well, I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, and there's a guy who's like carrying her, carrying her, and where the fuck does he go? <laughs> right? <laughs> she just like ends up like by herself, and I was like, people are with you. It's like, it's like, it's like normally when got like normally when girls get like catcalled or like mm -hmm. are in the danger or in danger of that kind of behavior, it's when it's because they're alone. But like she has hella people with her, and these guys are just like still. And I was like, I, I, I mean, I, I get it. But it just, it's, it's distracting. Yeah. And it doesn't, 
and it, and it's just like if if it was gonna be like a plot point or like it was gonna be like this is also a part of the story that also you know has a further like agenda to like you know char- help a character do a thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even do that. Like, the, the, I guess they, you know, the, they just happen to stop him as he's like rescuing her. But if it didn't even happen, and it bears no, has no bearing on like, because apparently that guy actually just got arrested going to a restaurant the next day. Like, it wasn't even like he actually like stopped anything. So just like it was just Happened, when it wasn't yeah. even a, when it wasn't even a plot point. It, it, like right. in like in the true story, they just added a rape story in there for like. Ten seconds. Well, just, well, well, well seconds. not even for a char- not even for an actual damn character, like in the in the story. It was right. just uh, just a girl that was like in the protest, and so I was like, all right. It just it, it, it sat with me too long. It yeah. just kept messing with me. And at first, I was like, oh, that was weird. And then and then my girlfriend pulled it up that it didn't even happen. I was like, what? <laughs> it also didn't make sense that they were mad over her having the flag. Like if she had like the flag upside down or something. Yeah, I feel like that's makes well it doesn't make sense but at least for someone to be upset over her having a flag upside down is like the you know it's yeah. a international sign of danger or whatever yeah uh distress and like that would make more more sense but still how do you get from that to rape i have no idea and also and, rape in front of hella people i'm right. like i'm just like because like those guys like i feel like i'm, I'm like because when they were, like, walking by, like, they were probably minding their own business, and then saw it, and were immediately, like, sharks with blood, like, we, we need, I need to, we need to fucking berate this chick. Yeah. And give her, and, and give her a hard time the entire way there, and once the riots, and once, like, tear gas and bottles are fine, they're just like, you know what? I could, I could, I could go for some rape right now, what yeah. about you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what? there is tear gas, this is, this is, you can get it up right now? Right. <laughs> Like, and I think at some point, uh, one of them said, go to the kitchen and make me a sandwich. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. Like, really? Like, it just, yeah, you're right. Because, uh, because everything else felt like, so like, like people, like, and then, and, and, and that just felt like, like, frap, frap writing of, writing frat boys 101, mm-hmm. but like. But because, like, everything else was so well-written, generally, to see characters that kind of flat and just one-dimensional, like, and, and apparently, and apparently, I, you know, did that happen? I, did they, were they there? We, I don't know if they were there, but the rape didn't, but the whole attempted rape didn't happen, so. Right. Because when you have frap words, you don't even question why they're, like, like doing some, you know, some salacious shit as trying to rape somebody. Yeah. But, it, again, because it felt like shorthand, and rarely does Sorkin do shorthand with groups of people or characters simply because he's a better writer than that it just stood out to me and i was like mm, I, no no sorry I'm, i love you so i can be i'm, I'm after you know that's a check mark <laughs> so that was a long time talking about that yeah right <laughs> <laughs> brian yes do you have any negative things you want to talk about with this uh one? yeah i felt like I mean, I know it, it, this was, like, based on a true story and everything, but I don't know if there was a, like, quote-unquote villain in this or, or or antagonist, really. I mean, the judge? Oh, yeah. Definitely the, definitely the judge, but also, like, I guess the attorney general, but he was only in one scene. One scene, and, and then, yeah. And then never comes never back. Never again, yeah. Um... 
Definitely it's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt because no. he's seen as more of a... He's just doing his job. He's doing his and, job, and but he's he like, seems uh, symp- he's sympathetic. He's, like, he's reasonable. Like, yeah. even when he go, even when the guy's like, we need to, like, lock these guys away, he's just like, yeah, they're, like, I don't agree with them, but that's not indictable. Like, I can't put you in jail for being a dick. I'm still fair, and I got nothing against, I got nothing against them personally. I just don't, do, I just don't agree with, like, how they want to do things. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, like, he was definitely, like, that safe... I want to say kind of some conservative character, I guess. That's just like, oh, they're not all bad. Right. <laughs> There's some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, he's like, oh, he's out there just, you know, like having his nice, you know, like day with his daughters and stuff. And so. Right. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I guess the, I guess the judge, but you know, I, I want to say with the fact that they mentioned a few times that it's a political trial and mm-hmm. you know they're basically be the government is is uh after them and all this the government's just this big overarching force rather than uh putting a face on it mm-hmm. which I would if they maybe brought the attorney general mm-hmm. back a couple of times uh somehow to or, or kind of give the government that yeah, face that or at least like have have his presence felt in there even if yeah. he's not there just so you remember oh yeah you were like hired by this guy to take these guys down and you don't really feel like the pressure like he has like he has like some kind of like pressure on like like on JGL's character to like get really get this done yeah because like because JGL felt pretty free in there to kind of like do what he has to do but also be fair and you know and not not have to worry about like how it'll how it'll look on him. Yeah, may, maybe like when he um got the mistrial for uh Bobby Seal, yeah. maybe a scene with the attorney general and be like, "What the, what the fuck you doing?" you know? What I'm like Honestly, that's like textbook. Uh, I yeah, mean, I don't know why the guy like honestly. I'd be mean, like, why did you even have him here? All he was gonna do was fuck up what you wanted to have, what you wanted, which was for these seven. Right, like, he wasn't even there. Yeah, so like, I, it's like it was a, it was stupid to even try to like try them all together when he was when 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 he clearly have you clearly have no evidence of him even being there. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't like him, like, and he's in, and he's obviously like on trial for something else entirely. But he doesn't need to be here, right? <laughs> and and honestly, I, I keep sitting here like. Why is he here? Like every time I keep seeing him, like you know, he he would get up and be like, "Hey man, can I do some cross examination?" He's like, "Sit the fuck down," and then you'd be like, "Why is he here?" Like he, <laughs> he just like like never yeah. once did he bring him up in any of these stories. Oh, he wasn't even here. Like what? What? Why? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just the incompetence. Like who? Th- whose idea was it to like try to like prosecute all of them? Like I get the seven, but like who? Whose idea was it to throw him? In the mix, and, and and thought legally that it was gonna stick. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, he kind of says it. Uh, uh, Bobby Seale kind of says it, or played by Yaya Abdul Mateen the second, which is a fucking mouthful. Yeah. But uh, he he says it. He was added to the group to make them look scarier because yeah. he's a scary black man. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I did like that line where it's just like, and take off your scary hats. <laughs> that thought was pretty good. I love that. Yeah, I caught that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, today, I was yeah. like, oh, that's a good line. That was a good line. Take off your scary hats. Yeah, that was good. And my, my other favorite line was when, uh, uh, was it Sasha Baron Cohen or the, or, or the other guy that was like, like complaining that like there's no one like them in the jury? 
And then he says, how many of you actually, like, ever, like, served jury duty? And, he, yeah. and none of them, he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Rylance. Yeah. Rylance had some gems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolute um, gems. He definitely gave him that. And I feel like Rylance is probably one of the few people that didn't deliver dialogue like a Sorkin character. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe because his character, his, like, you know, his delivery was just slower and I liked it. Because, like, most of the time, everyone else is like, I got a zinger here, I got a zinger there, you know what I mean? I have, like, I got, you know, I have a full monologue of shit to drop because this is a circuit movie, and, and, if, and if you're a good main character, you will get a monologue at some point to show how incredibly eloquent and smart you are. Right. <laughs> like, and also the other moment that I loved, I loved the, the moment where Eddie Redmayne, like, uh, lays it out, like, why, like, people like uh, the, um, um, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's character... Uh, why this like why it's like symbolic shit is not as important as real shit, right? And he's just like people are gonna remember like the crazy shit you did, and that'll be and that'll be the face of progressive, like getting shit done and not like actually getting into office and then like actually passing laws that actually get shit done. And he's not wrong. <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he was like, you have fucked it up for the next fifty years because people will think will think that and not try to get into office to actually get real shit done. And I sat back and I was like. Because I'm like, I, 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 me, I don't like symbolism. I'm like, I like realism. Get, like, uh, symbolism yeah. mean, means nothing to my, uh, mean nothing to my wallet. Means nothing to my health. <laughs> it's pretty and it's nice for like two seconds, yeah. and then it's back to reality. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so just moments like that, I thought were, uh, I thought were those. For me, my stand up and go like, fuck yeah, logic. <laughs> <laughs> Logic bombs being dropped everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. So, anything else, sir? Uh, I think I think that's what I had. All right, cool, cool. Well, I think that's pretty much all I got as well. Yeah, let's just talk ratings out of ten. What you got? You know, um, I I mean, is the dialogue, of course, Sorkin. Yeah, kind of goes without saying. Uh, the acting was phenomenal. Um, I. Who knows what the Academy Awards is going to be like this year? No one's going to watch those. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Yeah, because there's just not that many movies. But I, I, I hope, I hope uh, there's some nominations. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm like thinking, who do I want to win? I'm like Delroy Lindo. That's about it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we can all agree that he'll be winning. Like, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> you know, they. I guess they can nominate the, four other the people, no. <laughs> but they, oh. they should probably just nominate him. <laughs> is this like? Is this like when they nominated other people when uh, Christian Bale did the fighter, and we're like, it's the Christian Bale award. Let's be real. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, exactly. Got it. Or, or, or the year that Whiplash came out, we're like, J.K. Simmons. Why is anyone else even in it's the like ring? Like, by rule. We have to have five nominees, so we I guess know. we'll throw in these other four. Like, but, but we all know. But it's this guy. Yeah, we all know. Yeah. Let's be real. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the the great writing, absolute uh, fantastic acting. Um, but what brings it down for me that is that ending. That it, you know, you you can have a just. Adequate movie, but if it has a great ending, you remember that's, that, like, oh, it's strong. That's but you can have a really good movie, yeah. and if it ends on a thud, 
It kind of sits with you. Two words, aftertaste. Yes, exactly. <laughs> aftertaste. How do you go out feeling? So, so I would have this up like real high if it if it wasn't for that. So, but I still do like this movie. It's a fun watch. I've seen it twice. It's really good. Uh, but that said, it, it's gonna bring it down to maybe say eight point two five. Okay, not yeah. quite, not quite eight five rating but it's good movie yeah i'll say uh being a huge aaron sorkin fan i've seen all of his movies and a couple of his shows and you know and and, and i love and i love what he does this is probably the most um let me say the least fun out of all of his movies i feel like a lot of his movies like there's a lot like just a lot more energy but that's also generally because you could like characters are moving or are, are moving around a lot more you can do a lot more with that when you have a and uh, this is also like what is this like this this is the second true story or third true story. I think Molly's game was based on a true story. It, it was. Based, based but that's also like a person and it's like less like in history as like this based off of something like that affected a lot of people. So I so I take those more as pure entertainment and then whatever happened in real real, real life happened. I'm not going to be like, hey, that didn't really happen. I'm like, dude, I'm just watching a movie. I don't, I'm not taking it as gospel. I'm not going to like go to like, the, but in the movie, this happens. So that must happen in real life. I'm never going to cite a movie as like, as like, like in my bibliography of like facts when I'm talking about right. it. But, um, but yeah, I, I felt like, you know, and, and then I think the social network was also based off of, you know, real life stuff. Which I thought was done way better. Uh, but then all, but then at the same time, you also had uh, David Fincher at the helm and, that man's track record is damn near flawless. So, just about. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but he, but for his second film, I, I feel like Molly's was a bit more entertaining than this. For sure, it also nailed the ending, which is you know, which is something you you got to do. And honestly, like like you said, like if he had just like did what actually happened, it would have just been better. Mm-hmm. Like 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 you don't have to like make some shit up, <laughs> especially when what happened is just. Just, just use what you got. I mean, you're already using fact. You know what I mean. And where, and what happened to tell a, you know, tell a story. Like if if you're if that ending is good, then you know if you want to use a little extra razzle out to spice up what already what what already happened. Sure, but don't don't write something new, especially something as just smolsy as that. Because it's just yeah, it's just. Come up with something else. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna come up with something, come up with something else. It's like it just felt like, lazy. It's that like that, and come the, on, Aaron. That and it's like, Aaron Sorkin, we we expect better of you, man. Yeah, you you do great stuff, and you all, and you'll continue to do great stuff. And because we love you, we can't give you a pass. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, Brian. I'm gonna give this one an eight out of ten. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we got for the trial of the Chicago 7. Thank you for joining us here at First Glance Podcast. You can find us on Podbean, on Facebook, and on the iTunes. And until next time, I'm Jeremy McKinley. And I'm Brian Powers. And thank you for joining us. <laughs>